Hello, my name is Bonnie Grace Gilday Kennedy, and I'm the owner of Grace of Healing, where I serve as an Akashic consultant and healer. My intention for this podcast is to serve as an inspiration to you finding your own healing through self-love. Together, we will spend time exploring topics that lead us to a deeper understanding of what self-love is and what it looks like for each of us as individuals on our own journey. I am especially excited about interviewing inspiring guests whom have created great feats of healing for themselves through their own acts of self-love. Thank you for joining me today for Season 2, Episode 2 of Self-Love with Grace of Healing. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, I ask that you please subscribe. If you have already subscribed, please share this podcast with a friend you think can benefit from the information offered here. Thank you. Your support is appreciated. I have named this episode, We Are a Family. I have a special treat for you at the end. To be more precise, it's a San Francisco treat, and you'll learn more about that soon. In preparation of producing this podcast, I feel it's important to talk about experiences we have in common as humans. As I've reflected on this past month of work, It seems as if an abundance of the work I'm doing with clients has been focused on family of origin relationships. I decided it would be a good idea to remind folks of why those relationships can sometimes be so difficult to navigate. Even the most loving and supportive families have relationship issues. For those of us who have grown up in dysfunctional or abusive homes, it can be an especially daunting experience to spend time with other family members. Most of us can generally bring ourselves to be with family in short increments of time for special occasions, such as birthdays, anniversaries, and during the holiday season. For some, the state of our country has caused even greater division between family members. This can be particularly difficult if you already feel as if your relationships with family members are splintered or disconnected. Most of us are born into the family we grew up with. Some people are not and are raised by others who didn't give birth to them, but become their family through fostering, adoption, or loss. Each human born into this world deserves to be seen and loved unconditionally by those that have taken responsibility to raise and nurture them. Unconditional love and acceptance are essential for normal and healthy development. Unfortunately, not all of us are recipients of that unconditional love. Some of the reasons children aren't given the opportunity to feel the security of a healthy and functioning family may include parents who are unhealed victims of abuse or neglect, Maybe the parent has a disability 
a mental illness or addiction. Maybe the parents were forced into having the child they didn't want. Or it's also likely they were raised in a home themselves that was dysfunctional and lacked the foundation of unconditional love. Regardless of the circumstances, when your needs are not met as a child, it is difficult to grow into a functioning, healthy adult. What does matter is that your family is largely responsible for your own personal paradigm. How you feel about the way they saw you and your experiences with them is largely, but not exclusively, what you believe about yourself. Until you take the time to heal and shift your paradigm about who you are and your own unique strengths and gifts, you may find yourself struggling with feeling self-love for your true self. Often, people come in for an Akashic session feeling as if they are stuck or stagnant. Some have tried many different forms of therapy and healing without success. I often hear things like, I've done my work, or I've processed everything I can think of, but I don't understand why I'm not happy. If it isn't an unidentified shadow issue, it's generally a family issue that's been buried deep into the subconscious. In supporting the individual, the masters inform me about which parents, parents, or sibling the person has unresolved issues with. More often than not, when I bring up the parental or sibling relationship that is the cause of the issue, I hear things such as, well, my mother had a rough life too, and I understand. Or, my father was also abused while he was growing up. He didn't know any better. Or relationships with siblings that have been abusive or brushed off with. My sister was abused too, and she needed to take her anger out on someone. So it was me. I understand that. What I have found more often than not is there a resistance in bringing up those old wounds, not because they are resolved, but because the person doesn't want to have to experience the sadness and grief that goes along with the past experiences. We can all understand the avoidance of pain. Most of us have spent our lives running from pain in various complicated and some not so complicated ways. The thing to remember is that what we've experienced is a part of both our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. The rational conscious thinking mind says, hey, think about the experience. Now what happened? Why did it happen? Can I change what happened? We begin to intellectualize or to make sense of our experience. Once we have thought about the experience, we want to move on and avoid pain. You decide you can move on because you now have a little bit of rational understanding about the situation. But understanding is not healing. Again, understanding something is not healing from it. The subconscious mind, which holds the emotions and memories of the experiences, doesn't let it go. It holds on to the memories, 
the emotions, and the energetic frequency of the experience. Holding on, which is an autonomic function of the subconscious mind, serves you as a way to navigate the world in safety by avoiding any energetic frequency that feels similar to the past experiences you have suppressed. What this means is that the avoidance of the feeling becomes a natural defense mechanism of the person's subconscious mind who had the experience. As the person moves on with the logical mind in charge, the frequency, though buried in the subconscious, still connects to the threat of trauma, pain, sadness, abandonment, grief, or loss. The burial of these feelings subconsciously drives the person's perspective, thus creating the human paradigm of a wounded child. Your subconscious and shadow work together to keep you from addressing that pain with the guise of self-protection. Often, that wounded child will show up in familial relationships by needing to take care of or protect others from the pain that actually belongs to him or herself. The relationships with the family members who have hurt them are reinforced as the individual projects their own unmet need of being protected, loved, and nurtured by taking care of the people who are directly responsible for creating their unmet needs. It is not possible to get your needs met by meeting the needs of others. And I will say that again. It is not possible to get your needs met by meeting the needs of others. You are the only one who can empty your container of unmet needs and fill it with self-love. Additionally, the only way to heal from those relationships is to change your paradigm so you can do your healing work. You may be wondering what I mean by your paradigm. The most easily understandable way for me to explain it is that it is the perception that you have of who you are based on the way you've been treated by other people who hold opinions about you that you care about the internal and external messages you have received, processed, and internalized as your truth. But what if it isn't true? When the conscious and subconscious mind hold the belief that you are not worthy of nurturing, love, or compassion, your state of being will be characterized by a very deep need for nurturing, love, and compassion that you cannot feel from others. The reason you can't feel it from others is because it's energetically unrecognizable to your subconscious. You don't see or feel it because you don't know it. Those feelings, too, have been buried so deeply in your subconscious that has been protecting you, that when you do show up, you run from it. Because energetically, 
you have to ignore it as to not bring up the feelings inside of you. Remember, energetically, you are protecting yourself from anything that may possibly feel similar to what has caused you pain. So when I say to the person something that sounds like, I understand you love your mother, father, sister, or brother, whoever it was who may have harmed you. There must be recognition the person's actions or lack of action has affected you profoundly. When this conversation begins, the person will generally become silent and hold their breath. They don't know they're holding their breath, but they're holding their breath as if they are protecting themselves from the saturation of this new information entering into their physical, energetic, and psychic bodies. It is not unusual for quite a bit of time to lapse at this point. It is actually a complete disassociation from the truth. And the energy that contains their truth is coming toward them. I will continue with asking the person to breathe, then to take a few more breaths and begin the process of allowing the truth to unfold. It's important to allow the person time to process those thoughts and moved back into a relaxed state. We can't learn when we are in fear, thus the fight, flight, or freeze reaction. After the masters indicate to me the person's adrenaline has lowered enough to continue, I explain and bring that person to an understanding of the experience. We are capable of feeling more than one thing at a time. We can hold the space and energy of many feelings, thoughts, and beliefs simultaneously. You can love the person who harmed you. It's even much more difficult for people when the person who has created their pain has died to remember the person in a better light than maybe realistic. It can be extremely difficult for the person to think or say anything that may not sound positive about the person who has passed. Ultimately, this has to happen. It is after a lot of work connecting traumatic experiences to both the subconscious and the conscious minds that the person can then begin to allow their paradigm to shift. The truth is no longer run from, and the person can be present in their own mind and body moving forward in a state of empowerment through the grace of healing. As they continue to connect and fully integrate who they are, the paradigm shifts to one of self-love. Once that shift happens, all things begin to look differently. Reality is very different than the person had previously believed, and the life of the person can take on new meaning. For me, this is where the magic happens. I'm honored with being part of the process of transformation for clients. It is beautiful watching a person who wasn't happy, excited, or motivated about their life become a person who is happy, joyful, and free. I would now like to treat you to an introduction of Shannon Francisco. Shannon is going to share with us the story of her family relationships and how she has honored her truth.
Thank you so much for joining me today. You know, I have been witness to your strength and courage, and I just think you're such an uh, amazing human being. I'm so honored that you would share your story with us today. So we're talking about family relationships. Tell me about yours. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me, Bonnie Grace. I would not be where I am today on my healing journey without you. So thank you so much for showing up uh, for me in my life exactly when I needed it. Thank you. Well, I think that we both know it's my honor. Tell me the way that you see your family relationship in the past, and then maybe share with us how things are changed. Both my parents are still living, and I had one sibling, an older brother, who passed away in 2015. Um, My brother and I were estranged. We had not spoken for quite a few months before he passed and then before that it was it was you know months and it was just uh, there were things going on and the relationship was not great my parents and I speak I don't know maybe once a month if that I may get home once a year to visit or they may come and visit me and just not the warm and fuzzy super close tight-knit family that uh you know that you see on tv that you think why can't i have that Mm. (laughs) Mm. you know um good good people you know kind people loving people um but i always felt like there was something missing or something out of place and i uh, couldn't quite put my finger on that and so have you discovered what that is I have, uh, thanks to three things, working with you, a a friend reaching out to me and asking me one day if I had ever felt good enough. Well, no, I hadn't ever felt good enough, but it never occurred to me to consider that. And a friend sharing his story of incest in his childhood. Those, those three things coming together it was like a, a, a string being pulled that connected all of these events in my life. Everything, I, I saw how everything connected to an experience in my childhood and why my reality was what it was. So the, you had an experience as a child that created your own paradigm. Correct. Correct. And I had not come face to face with the reality of that experience and all that it brought with it until a few years ago. I I went over four decades suffering with anxiety and depression and self-hatred without even having an understanding of why. And it was because of an event of sexual abuse in my childhood, um, an occurrence of incest that I had packed away in my child's brain as just something that happened. Um, You know, I understand now in survival mode how 
we can experience things that are just heartbreaking and our brain wants to understand why. And I believe, I understand that my subconscious in that moment thought, why, why is this happening to me? Why wasn't I protected? Why wasn't I cared for? Why didn't anyone see what I was feeling? The truth for me in that moment, I didn't think I deserved love. So I became invisible. Shame drove me to put everyone else's needs over my own. Uh, the shame that I experienced being a victim of incest, the shame of what that meant for my family. Um, my, my abuser convinced me that what we did, not what was done to me, but what we did was a sin and that we would be killed if anyone knew. So I, I believe I just, I packed that away and said, this is too painful. I'll just, I'll bear it. And I put everyone else's needs over my own. That shame drove me to become a people pleaser. So others wouldn't discover who I thought I was that unworthy, unlovable, not good enough uh, wrong just in my own skin and the fear of anyone finding out those things about me felt worse than death itself uh, just feeling hopeless and not understanding why this shame spiral of a snake eating its own tail and I'm so grateful to have discovered the root of my false beliefs of unworthiness and for the journey that it has um, given me to, to peace, I had no idea. Well, I know that you've been doing a lot of work, Shannon, and that you, I have watched you be true to yourself in some of the most difficult circumstances that a person would have in front of them. And I have seen you step up and just follow through with what the next best right thing for you is. Tell me how those actions and the change in your belief system, tell me how that has affected your life. How, what is the paradigm? Who is Shannon? And I spent my entire life trying to be good enough and to prove that I was good enough to, you know, unbeknownst to me, to myself, that no, no matter what it looked like on the outside to others, I, I had everything to be happy. And I was unfulfilled. I was, I was sad. I felt alone. I, I knew that I would die one way or another if I didn't figure out a better way to be in my body and in my mind and in my heart and my soul. And that's what I learned. I learned that not only was I worthy, but that I had always been worthy. And what happened to me wasn't my fault. My abuser was my brother, and he had also been abused by a distant relative. So there's, uh, there's a lot of grace and understanding there in being able to forgive him and work through that piece of it. Right. But one of the things that you did was you took the time to process that, which is why you have healed tremendously from this experience, because you allowed yourself 
you granted yourself the grace that it takes to allow yourself to be in the pain, loss, grief of that experience before you decided to forgive him. You came to forgiveness out of your understanding after you processed. It, it's been the most beautiful miracle to me to discover that, that my worth is not based on something outside of me or someone that I already am love at my core. I always have been. I just couldn't see it because of my trauma. Experiencing that blessing has allowed me to see and experience that truth in all others. And it just lit me on fire. And I want to encourage others to take those, uh, to take those steps into self-discovery and become curious about who they are and what they think and believe and why. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for being with me today and sharing your story with us and just being you. Thank you for being here. Same. Thank you for the work that you're doing, Bonnie Grace. Uh, You know, this is going to ripple outward into the world and change lives. And I'm just so grateful that I get to witness it and and be part of it and um, see this type of shift in my lifetime. I'm just so grateful. For more information on self-love, the Akashic Masters, or this podcast, you can go to www.graceofhealingnc.com. Audio and music production is by Linda Goh. To connect with her, you can go to kamalacove.org.